I am actually recording. Are you recording? I'm recording. Shut the front door. First. This has never happened. This has literally never happened, folks. I know. Do we need to go out and buy lottery tickets? Like, what is happening here? Possibly, or we need to get our disaster go bags ready because end of days is supposed is going to start. I think we already knew that was happening, especially with brood X cicadas reemerging from the ground. <laughs> a friend of mine on Instagram loves them and like keeps taking pictures of like when he finds a live one, like holding it, and I'm like, stop! And he's like, yes, my babies. I, mean, I was telling the girls that growing up in Texas, we had a worse thing happen where we had like an invasion of giant crickets. Mm-hmm. You told me that, right? Right. So. <laughs> I was describing that, and that was way worse because you couldn't step anywhere without stepping on them, and they'd hang on to your windshield uh-huh. and stuff. So this is just like, oh, hey, look, there's some bugs on a tree. Yeah. That's all right. And, like, I thought there was a piece of plastic in the yard yesterday, and I bent down to pick it up, and it was just a cicada wing. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, I remember once, um, you know, like – I feel like everyone goes through this phase and it's such a weird communal experience of having sleepovers at friends' houses and you camp out in the backyard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why is this a universal experience? But I camped out. I was camping out in Steph's backyard Aww. in Gaithersburg. I remember stepping on one in bare feet and it was alive and it like freaked out on me. Oh. So I'm not a fan of them or their demon no. eyes. But as oh, we all, definitely not the demon eyes. No, 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 no. As we all know, I don't know if we have told the lizards. I forget if we have previously, um, but I, um, I'm so afraid of crickets. Yeah. <laughs> so the swarm of crickets, particularly the super jumpy, sticky cave ones that you described mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. is making my heart beat faster right now just thinking about it. So yeah, I mean, I've survived. I survived the last brood, um, mm-hmm. and I remember the 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 shells and dead ones were so thick at the. Um, I was taking, like, getting rid of some prereqs at a community college, so I didn't have to take them at my actual college. And I was like cutting through grass to get to class because I was late, and I was just step like crunch, 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 crunch on just cicada bodies. But yeah. Uh, end of days, but also, hello, listeners. Hello. Uh, we're hello. Bond- We're not only bonding over cicadas, but also wine. <laughs> and mysteries. And mysteries. Uh, this is the Wine Times Mysteries podcast. I'm Katie. I'm M.M. So last week, we talked about M.M.'s backstory with uh, with true crime and sort of local things that, that happened growing up, and... Uh, so this week I was like, I need to come up with something and surprise her as like, I'm going to tell you some stories and you can, because I, I basically reacted to her Texas stories and geography. And so I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, um... we all know you reacted to geography, Katie. <laughs> we know this. We all heard it. So we were there. Uh, so I, in turn, have prepared some Maryland myths so excited and true crime things does it involve crabs none of them 
involve Does it involve Old crabs. Bay seasoning? Unfortunately, no. Um, what? I mean, what? I mean, you can always like imagine that all of these mythical creatures football. are football no does it involve football no. no what these don't sound like actual maryland stories. it involves sorry. pg county okay so yes it is a maryland story all right bring it on everyone who's not in the know that stands for prince george's county which i don't know if it's i don't think it's quite as royal as it sounds <laughs> it is kind of like prince william not. county in virginia is not quite as stately as one might you're, you, there's no Downton Abbey in Prince William <laughs> County. Well, I was I was running all of these, so I was talking to my dad once again, um, trying to uh, extract from him gold from which to sure. include on the podcast. And I was running the ones that I had prepared already by him. And he's like, I've never heard of any of these. And I was like, well, they happen in PG County. And he's like, that explains it. <laughs> so anyway. <What>? Why? Why? <laughs> Is everyone in Maryland, if you're not in PG County, it's like you pretend it doesn't exist. I don't get it. I don't like, know. Oh, well, that was in another county. He's also, so away. he also so vehemently far. hates Virginia. So. Again. Jeez. I mean, most, Papa. most Marylanders don't prefer Virginia as a place to go. Like when I was looking for new apartments and like moving around DC, I never once entertained Virginia. <laughs> Well, I mean, same and, and vice versa. And yeah, oh yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Look, the DMV has a lot of pride for the individual D, <laughs> the individual M, and the individual V. I don't, a, lot, a lot of pride for the D. Ayo. Anyway, oh. so. Oh, <laughs> title of <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Brett, if you're listening. My parents were like, oh, are you bored? You should listen to Katie's podcast. I was like, okay. Um,. Anyway, so he regrets his decision now, Brett. It gets better, I promise. <laughs> so, our first tale. The first three are more myths, lore, and then the Lord, last. If we get to it, if we're not running too long, will be true crimey. My dad thought it was still unsolved when he brought it up on our phone call today, oh. but I we found that there was a, a an ending. There was a resolution. So it is not a it. mystery, but it was a mystery for over. 36 years so wow that's like a you that's like a me it was a mystery for like a you for the length of a amount of time yeah wow um so story number one is <sighs> the goat man oh <gasps> a the goat man the goat man another a the goat man yeah megan the goat man so I don't know why that tickles wow. me so much. It's uh, anyway. A Merlin goat man. A Merlin goat man. So I so my, literally the first thing I searched was like Maryland myths, figuring that like weird mm-hmm. Maryland or only in my state or whatever would like sure. give me some places to start from. And the first sure. thing on all these fucking lists was a goat man. And I was like, ex- squeeze. And I start looking. In PG County? PG County. And so I start looking, what? I start looking into it and in one of the articles I read, there was they interview a, a professor at, at University of Maryland. He's like, "Yeah, when I mention the Goat Man, like all the locals know what I'm talking about." And I was like, "Horseshit! I've never what? heard of this." And then it was like PG County. I was like, "Never PG mind." PG County local. Okay. So uh, this Goat Man could be one of three things, according to the lore. One, a lonely, angry goat herder getting revenge on youths for fucking with his goats. Like, they murder his goats, so he murders them. So he's like a man. 
Can we be clear? For for hurting one of his goats, not for Oh yeah, oh god. No, not Okay. Not for like murdering a goat. Not fucking a goat, say, fucking just... with his goats. I mean <laughs> It's not doesn't sound any better. It doesn't. <laughs> For killing a goat. For animals. Red's already got two really uncomfortable things that happened within the first time. I was literally going to be about for animal cruelty. And then I was like, that doesn't help. Anyway. So. Oh, my God. For murdering his goats. For hurting for his goats. For murdering his goats. Okay. Okay. So oh, so that's my sides. Okay. possibility one for the identity okay. of Goatman. Two. An actual cryptid demon Goatman. Goatman. Um, and then number three, an experiment from the Ooh. nearby Beltsville Research Agricultural Center gone <gasps> wrong and escaped. Ooh, I like that. I like number three a lot, but I have a question. Another question about number one. Sure. In, in scenario, okay, professor, <laughs> in scenario number one, are we to infer? No, no, put the glasses back on. Oh, sorry. Professorial content. Thank you. Are we to infer... That the man turns into a goat man hybrid to seek revenge on the youths, or he is just still a man, but he he just goes around getting back at the youths for hurting the goats. Much like in Seinfeld, there's the ass man. He yes. he is he is just a proctologist. It's, it's just it's yes. his it's his profession. Oh, okay, so that's why he's the goat man because he is a goat herder, not because he is a man goat hybrid. Correct, and none of the articles went into like. Is he just a man or did like his rage transform him into like a, a ghost that is going to keep going? Okay. 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 Fair. Fair. Not now are goats a main agricultural export of Prince George's County, Maryland? No. Um, <laughs> and most of the options here kind of revolve around the cryptid. Like the stories oh, all revolve around it being the, the, you know, like the local big footy type yeah, Go- man, goat, centaur oh. situation. Oh, 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 before we move on, I just heard a really interesting piece of trivia. Okay. About Bigfoot. <gasps> okay. My, okay. My my current local cryptid. Yes, so uh, grammar nerds will, will like this, okay? What do you call more than one Bigfoot? Big feet? You would think it would be big feet, but it's actually Bigfoots. Huh. What? Huh? Who knew? decided this is this the same people that decided it was jiff and not gif and uh no this would be the bigfoot's scientists oh okay <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i actually prefer bigfoots because when i was little i was one of my activities after school was little kid aerobics oh. and it was called little feet and I, oh. it just <laughs> what in the 80s hell I was mean, it jazzercise? Basically, it was a lot of doing the pony <laughs> and stuff. And I just liked it because I had rhythm and I was really good at it versus I also did ballet. And I'm as flexible as a board. And I was flexible as a board then. I'm flexible as a board now. I was not graceful in any way, shape, or form. Didn't like wearing leotards. So, and ballet was way more expensive. So when my mom was all like, look, you have way too many activities. Like, we, it was like one of those, we had those calendars uh-huh. and every single day had a thing. She's like, you got to cut out something. And I was like, ballet. <laughs> immediately go and she was like awesome nice <laughs> no more recitals oh yeah fantastic all right so okay we will address so we've addressed number one 
probably not uh-huh. angry goat herder um unless his rage transforms him into angry ghost he will most likely at this point be ancient unless he's going to pass the rage down to sure son sure. Of, son of goat man but uh we'll skip goat ahead <laughs> we'll skip to number three which apparently which is the experiment gone wrong which means i like it um which was so pervasive that the Agricultural Research Center actually denied it on the record. Shut it up. The quote is, we think this is stupid. Okay, but they didn't say they didn't do it. They didn't deny it. They just said, we think it's stupid. They they literally, they were like, we don't even joke about it around here. It's so dumb. But they actually, but they did deny it. They're like, we don't have goats here. Like, we don't know what you're talking about. Okay, but again... Saying we don't have goats here is not the same as saying we did not create a goat man hybrid. That's fair. Okay. Maybe they're playing okay. the maybe they're playing the pronoun game. We don't have yeah. goats here, but we didn't say we don't have goat men here. And also, yeah, we think it's stupid. We think this is the stupidest creation we've ever come up with. <laughs> because we messed up and put the goat on the top half and the man on the bottom half. <laughs> Can't even hold an axe. He's slipping between his hooves. What do we do? So, now to just the cryptid and and the tales. So okay. this originates in 1971. Um, in, oh, in, that's kind of a relatively late running cryptid. So I think there were stories huh. in the area, but the first media mention in you know oh. the lore that's found in the uh, Maryland folklore archives, which is a thing, oh. which I think wow. is fantastic. Part of the University of Maryland. Um, so in 1971, Prince George's County News, a woman named Karen Hosler writes an article that, you know, there's a goat man, basically. Two weeks later, she writes another article because some teens found a decapitated dog. And <gasps> the girls that, like, were out looking for the dog saw a animal man creature who stood up on two legs who is making a lot of strange noises. So two weeks after she talks about the existence of a goat man, two weeks later, the goat man strikes and kills Ginger the dog. Oh, not Ginger. Ginger the dog. Why did he get the dog? Would a goat man actually kill a dog? I don't... I mean, and they so they they only found part of the dog. It's unclear if it was yeah. the head or the body. So <gasps> maybe, and it was a, a clean cut. Um, so how did it hold the axe? Maybe it's a goat head, man hands, oh. goat feet. So it's like a sandwich. <gasps> a goat man sandwich? No. Maybe. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that possibility before. <laughs> wow. Well, a ginger. Oh. So, November 30th, there's a Washington Post article where (gasps) where the the author actually talks to the boys who found Ginger. So, the girls, there were some teen girls, including the girl who owned Ginger, out looking for her that night. And then Uh they saw a monster. And then the next day, a group of boys find Ginger. And... um, so that WAPO article, like, so it's in the Washington Post. Like, that's the paper of record. They I was going to say, well, if, if it's in the Washington Post, it's true. Obviously. So. Democracy dies in darkness. Yes. Thank you, Washington Post. So what did what did the boys say? That they, that they heard strange screams and things like, yeah. So, you know, so they all believe that there's something. They're like, we know it sounds how, crazy. How old were these kids? Like, 
youths. I don't think it noticed yes. noted in the, in the article, but Look, I want to say people uh, didn't care about age in the seventies. It was just a number, you know. It was just it was all vibes, no ages, just vibes. <laughs> so, uh, and then people who were in this article were saying, you know, they're they talked to a man named Mark Opsasnik later who is local and he wrote a book called the real story behind the exorcist, which is about that, but also okay. local stories, um, nice. including Goatman. He's from <gasps> Bowie. So like he knows hey, um, that would be Bowie, Maryland or Merlin, <laughs> Merlin. All of you listening. Merlin. And, uh, he said that, yeah, you know, I knew about the Goatman growing up. We had Goatman parties on Fletcher what? on Fletcher town road, which is where he was spotted and where ginger was, Poor Ginger was attacked. Was on. I'm sorry, Ginger was attacked on this road, and this is okay. But that would be pre-Ginger. Is that pre-Ginger that they would have a party? Oh, the parties were after Ginger. So like oh, teens would teens would, teens would, teens would go trying to hunt the Goat Man, but also hey, if we're out on Fletcher Town Road, might as well drink a few beers. Um, and they would smoke also smoke a few J's, drink a few beers, you know. And apparently, this still happens. And what? so that's that, and that's basically the Lord. That's the Maryland Goat Man. He haunts Bowie and Fletchertown Road, and they also say the Crybaby Bridge, which is another piece of Maryland lore. Small bonus story, not included in my Ooh. thing. In out in Bowie, over the Patuxent River, there is a bridge called Governor's Bridge, which is a crybaby bridge. Apparently, a crybaby bridge is a general term. Um, there's many crybaby bridges around Murica, but this, where basically you can hear like a, a child has died on this bridge in some way, shape or oh. form. So you can hear a crying infant when, you know, the wind is just right and that kind of thing. Um, and the tale awesome. behind this bridge is either a child was murdered in the river below or a teen, a pregnant teen leapt off of the bridge and so that is why it has became a crybaby bridge so apparently the goat man's like equal opportunity goat man and will also just like be like cool i'm gonna be on God. this bridge too he's everywhere maryland's around maryland's a small state they gotta like maximize haunted space <laughs> so it's like people fighting for their corner in Times Square. Like, I'm sorry. There's only so much real estate you can to go see, around. You can see fake Iron Man and fake Elmo all in one block. Um, Elmo. <laughs> so that is Marilyn Goatman. Story wow. one complete. I mean, I'm I'm glad that so far it seems that he has only killed one dog on record. But I am still sad that a dog had to die. Poor yeah. Ginger. And they say he like goes after animals and like terrorizes teens who are in lovers lane, but I don't think he has any recorded victims. I think it's Fletchertown Road is like, you know, a remote road or whatever. Yeah. So you figure if kids go out there to like make whoopee. Um make what? Whoopee. Uh then This is now three very uncomfortable <laughs> things for your brother to hear. It's true. That's now my goal is to just like keep a counter like ding another thing that brett doesn't need to hear oh okay i'm keeping tally three. that's three <laughs> okay oh. story number two that was great by the way another a the goat man yeah story number two ah. glendale hospital also in pg county this was a hospital it's an old abandoned hospital that's out there now um it was built in the 1930s as a tuberculosis sanatorium oh the best hospitals were built as tuberculosis sanatoriums Ooh, yeah 
and I so and I so I feel an affinity for it because it's a hospital and I tested positive for TB once. <laughs> I didn't have tuberculosis. Fun fact, everybody. I had a false positive for tuberculosis, but because sure, 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 you know, sure. so so first you get the little jab in your arm that they uh-huh, circle with a pen. Uh-huh, that one came uh-huh. back positive. Then the next level you get is this is why I'm afraid of needles. By the by, uh, you get a big old honking needle that goes in through your wrist and down into your arm and does like a more sensitive version of the stabby. Um, that one came back positive. So then I had to go and get a bunch of x-rays to make sure I didn't actually have TB. I did not have TB. But anyway. Fun I... fact, only one of your co-hosts has tested positive for TB. <laughs> so I always feel whenever there's like TB stories or someone like does in the movies does a little into a, a tissue and then like big reveal. Oh, there's blood in the tissue. I'm like, I just feel a little affinity. So it is 23 buildings that included... Twenty-three. Uh, you know, yeah, two treatment buildings, but then like dorms for the residents, dorms for the nurses, uh, laundry, seclusion rooms, chapels, morgues. Um, seclusion room sounds pretty dark. And they were all connected by some creepy ass underground tunnels. Oh <gasps> no, shit! So lots of people die here because TB. And then with the vaccination in the forties. Um, it was switched to treat people of other ailments, and many tales say it also housed the criminally insane. I did find an Lovely. article that said, this is not true, <laughs> but most things that are like the lore of Glendale is that like, that's part of it. Well, yeah, because that's a lot scarier than there's a wing of kids with polio. Yeah. A, um, wing, a wing of people for the quote unquote criminally insane. It is currently completely abandoned. It closed finally to everything in 1981 due to the it's fact... It's been closed since 1981? And abandoned. It's been abandoned since then? <gasps> when you're here visiting, can we please go and just, like, see if we can walk around? Sure. Um, I'll send... Oh, I, I will share some pictures with you and get your kind of reaction, and we can share them on the gram or whatever. Um, so... Basically, it stayed closed and it's impossible to sell because the buildings will cost so much to get rid of and update safely because they are full of asbestos. I was going to say, they're probably full of fun things like asbestos, not up to code, the the lead paint, etc. Etc. So, and there's a lot of them are like rubble at this point, but like the underground tunnels are still there, etc. So, uh, one of the tales say that an officer, a security officer, was patrolling the area and he heard something. And then, um, you know, someone off out of the building heard a bunch of gunshots. So they sent a whole bunch of backup to like help this officer. And he's like frozen in fear and he can't say anything. And he's unloaded his entire gun into nothing and he can't even like articulate what he saw or what he was scared of um it says that there's strange noises in the morgue you see ghosts of patients moving around faces in the windows etc and that sometimes people see smoke coming from the crematorium oh we gotta go <laughs> and while we can okay it can be a double header of a day okay well we'll have well first we'll go to six flags okay And then we'll go to the abandoned sanatorium. With all the asbestos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the asbestos and the lead paint and... Trying to think of some other stuff. Okay, so I have some pictures and I just want to... So this is the outside. Okay, yeah. Creepy, but not... um, 
I wouldn't drive by it and buy it and be like, oh, oh my God, it's haunted. It it looks like some of the older apartment buildings around the D.C. area. Oh, now that interior <laughs> shot is creepy as shit. This that is... looks like a post-Chernobyl shot. <laughs> this is what? The, this is straight out of Silent Hill. It's a you know the paint is peeling, everything's cracking, the doors are open. Okay, um, so I need to add a stop in our day trip to okay. go to Home Depot and get like full body hazmat suits. Yes, 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 yes. Um, because oof, oh, lots of rubble. But look at that nice brickwork. Look at that tuck pointing. The brickwork. I mean, and the door. Um, what do you call that around the? It's not just the frame, but there's like a very decorative arch over the door look that's gorgeous but i bet you that's the entrance to the sanatorium or something that's awful <laughs> this sorry is the ex- crematorium i meant the crematorium this that's is disgusting and this awful. is an exterior shot where you can see all the broken windows and the windows where you would see perhaps a face that looks like <laughs> oh whew. there's a movie from the 70s called escape from new york oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay there we go that's what that looks like nature is reclaiming it <laughs> Oh, we're going. <laughs> I don't think we it's perhaps going. open to the public, but we can definitely go and see. There may not be visible signage saying to keep out, don't a- trespass here, etc. Airbud air rules. If it's not in the, if it's not a visible rule, we're going, we're going for it. Okay, there we go. Story <laughs> number three, and it looks like we're definitely going to have time for story number four because I am ripping through these. Okay, story number three is a witch named. Witch. A witch named Mal Dyer. Mal Dyer what a was a lovely name. She was in Leonardtown, Maryland, which is in St. Mary's County. So if you're thinking okay. the bay, you're thinking the left side of the bay at the very most southernmost county. Yes. Got and it. So visualized. The first question before I go into the whole tale, people are like, did she even exist? We can't find records of a Mal Dyer. Um, but there is a Leonardtown woman who got very, very obsessed with Maul Dyer and her legend and found record of a Mary Dyer. And apparently Maul was a nickname for Mary. So she is convinced that this is the Maul Dyer. So. Okay. Okay. Well, I was also going to say that it sounds like an oldie timey story. And as we know, for smooth brain, small lady types, (laughs) um, records probably not the best kept. I guess. Yeah. So the tale of Mal Dyer goes that in the 1690s, she was ousted from her home being accused of witchcraft. So so oh. a posse came and burned her house, her hut that was on the edge of Leonardtown down. Bastards. She escapes and runs out Good. into the night, but it's a blizzard. Mm-hmm. So she gets lost. You know, she, well, she loses the mob. So cool. But she's lost. Good. She. It's not like she had time to grab cold weather clothes so she gets lost and she freezes to death in the forest she comes to as she's struggling you know she's the end is near she puts her hand and a knee down on a rock and she lifts her left she lifts her left hand up to the sky and curses leonard town and the descendants of her persecutors oh she's found the next she's found the next day frozen hand still up in the air Rest in power, man. Look at that. And she has left an imprint of her hand and her knee that was down on the rock. Um, so and there was just oh. this rock out in this forest. So 
The legend goes that things don't really grow around where she lived, where, you know, around the rock. The rock itself is cursed. You know, that her curse persists even to this day. At one point, someone went out and found the rock because they didn't know where it was, right? It was, this is just a legend. So in 1972, the National Guard moves a, a boulder. I'm going to show you a picture of this rock when we're done. Boulder Why is... Why is the National Guard out moving boulders? Don't they have other things to do? Okay. Maybe they didn't. And it was just like... Neither here nor there. You can lift this. Um, so they move this boulder from miscellaneous woods to in front of the old jail museum in Lettertown as like a little monument. Until February of this year, where mm. it got moved again... <laughs> to the front of the of Tudor Hall, which apparently is the home of the St. Mary's County Historical Society. So they put it- Why they keep moving a cursed rock? They moved it and they put a glass thing on top of it, but you can still touch it. To contain the curses? Like, what what purpose does the glass do? It's like a, like, I'll show you. It's like a little glass- It's like a sneeze guard? Basically, <laughs> but like they left it open so you can touch the rock if you want to, but- since the rock is cursed, apparently not a lot of people at this ceremony opted to touch the rock. Shocking. Shocking. So Mary Dyer was born in 1634 in Devon. She sails to St. Kitts as, and lives there as an indentured servant in 1669. And then from there, relocates to Maryland in 1677. So she was in Maryland from 1677 until, the, until 1690 when... She was accused of witchcraft. The thought here is that she probably knew a lot about herbs and poultices and stuff, probably knew a lot of local remedies from St. Kitts from the slaves there. Mm -hmm. And therefore, people were probably like, cool, she's cool, we're cool, everything's fine. And then as the witch trials... Suddenly we're not cool. Exactly. And she's like, I thought we were cool. And they're like, we're not We're We're not not cool cool. anymore. So there's a lot of things... P.S. Do you have any herb? Do you have any herb for me? (laughs) So there are some things in the area that are named after her. There's Maldire Road. There's Maldire Run, which is a creek. Oh. And so the woman who found all this stuff out about her and thinks she's that this Mary Dyer is Maldire is a woman named Lynn Bonviri, who herself had lung had like a lung disease or something, and she touched the rock back when it was in front of old the old jail museum and where it was just out there. And there was like a little sign okay. that like with a printed piece of paper that said Maldire Rock. I'll show it to you. It's really funny. Um, it's like, it's not an official plaque or anything. It's just like, it looks like a post-it. Take down there, a little scotch tape. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so apparently she touched the rock then and she's like, I had a coughing fit. Like I, like I, it was the worst I'd ever had since I've had this lung disease. She was coughing and at And she couldn't even go to the TV ward because it was abandoned. There you go. Oh God. Um, so she thinks that. Um, yeah. The rock is cursed, etc. Apparently at this rededication of the rock and the moving of the rock, <laughs> the way the the um, the news article reads uh, that from Senator Chris Van Hollen, a statement by him was read. So he wasn't there, but he made his <laughs> office, some intern in his office put together a statement mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, it was read. And there was some hundred people there in the midst of this pandemic. So, yeah, whatever. So... I mean, I would think that this woman did all this research mm-hmm. on behalf of Mary Dyer, that perhaps she wouldn't curse her with any more lung ailments. But that's just me. I mean, you'd think. 
But like maybe this was before maybe Maul didn't know that she was doing this for her at first and thought she was just another weirdo. Another touching damn tourist her. touching my rock. Yeah, because your hands off. If my you rock. Google Maul Dyer Rock, there's a bunch of like randos putting their hand in the handprint and doing the pose. And then um, later update this horrible thing happened to me. Do 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 a new home for an old rock. So this is the little table. <laughs> is that the actual title? A new home for an old rock? The um, uh. the title tag. A new home for an old rock associated with Maryland witch. So oh, this is, that's Lynn Bonveri who did all the research. Oh my, I like her vibe. Her whole look here. Lots her of, aesthetic. Ch- lots of chunky knits. Love it. The chunky and the hair. Yeah, man. Oh, I see what you mean about the sneeze. <laughs> it's like a, it's just a glass <laughs> Ikea table on top of. I mean, it's a basically. It's not a very big rock. It. I, I'm gonna be honest. It's not what I. When you hear I thought bo- it would be. When you hear boulder, I thought it'd be larger. Honestly, so all the pictures at this thing are all from the side, and I was like, who took pictures at this fucking thing? Because okay, don't you take a picture of the actual it's handprint? It's not small though. I'll say this: it's not small. No, but it's. However, I wouldn't call it's it. It's about boulder. the size of like an ottoman. <laughs> yeah, say. like a nice big overstuffed ottoman. Okay, so is there actually a picture where you can see the handprint? Yes and no. I've stared. Quote unquote handprint, knee print. I looked at pictures of this uh, fucking rock. Also, by the way, uh, Michaels has your has your ticket, has your number. Oh. From that last DIY project you did. They're like, hey, do you need some more spray paint? <laughs> do you want to spray paint more things? <laughs> Lizards, I uh, spray painted my bed frame to reinvigorate it so I didn't have to buy a new bed frame. Suck you. Suck you. So let me show you this fucking rock. I stared at this goddamn rock for ages, and I do not see this fucking handprint. But to be fair, none of the pictures these fucking people were taking. I don't know why I'm dropping so many F-bombs right now. I mean, they are, but like none of them are like, and the handprint is here. So there's not a lot of contrast. It's not like a deep imprint. It's probably just like a... You know, depression, slight depression. Exactly. I don't. All right. I don't see any handprint on this motherfucker. So, yeah. oh, there's the sign though. This is what I'm talking about, where it's like a little piece of paper. That <laughs> is just a printed piece of paper. So I think I if mean... it's supposed to be this, I think this is supposed to be where her fingers go. There's there's some slight indentations in the rock, and that's where you can see this stranger is like putting her. And this is what I mean, where it used to be just like out okay. by a radiator. If, if I were in the middle of a field or forest and there were more than one rock <laughs> and someone was like, which one do you think is the Mall Dyer's rock? I would have, if there were two rocks, I'd have a 50-50 chance of getting it right. <laughs> I mean, I like, I, I don't know. It just looks like. I mean, the handprint basically, so lizards, and we'll share photos of this on the gram, so look at it there. The the, the rock, so again, it is more of a rock than a boulder, and it is for sure, it you know, smooth, oblong, and then there is a section of it where there, it looks honestly like a, a an emoji that's just like a straight Thank face. Thank you. It just it looks like two eyes I see here. Yes. and a straight and face. And straight line mouth. Yeah. But apparently that is the handprint, and it was her fingers making this. So that is Maul Dyer. Huh. Huh. I had no idea. Now, how does Blair Witch Project play into this? 
Uh, she's said, Maldire is said to be one of the inspirations for the Blair Witch, actually. No one else can see me, but I'm throwing my hands up in victory. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that silence was. According to Wikipedia, <laughs> since there are lots of Maryland witch tales, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she is said, since she's one of the more famous witches of Maryland, she's said to be one of the inspirations. Hut in the woods. Yeah. You know. Ooh, spooky. There you go. There you go. Lizards, as much as we all make fun of the Blair Witch Project now, and you youths, if we have youths that listen to us, may not know the Blair Witch, except for, like, the very obviously fake ones that were done, like, later. Um, That was a thing. That was a big that thing a big when that thing. came out, where, like, literally for a while, you didn't know if it was, like, they presented it as completely real. Like, all yeah. the advertising and everything was just like, no, we found this footage. Like, and, and it came off as quite real. I saw it in theaters with my cousin Brian. And by the end, we were both covering our eyes, not because we were scared, but because we were motion sick. Yes, yes. Everyone who came out of that movie looked a little... A little peaked. Green. Yeah, a little pale. Uh, it was good. It was good, though. It was good. Oh, scared the crap out of me. It's awesome. I'm a big, like, I like the jump scare. I don't like torture porn style horror movies but like the stuff that like where it was like what was that who's that yeah like paranormal like like the like again the the early paranormal activities Mm -hmm. um where it was just like you know uh the camera is like go slowly going back and forth and what's that you know or um and like the one frame of the first paranormal activity where you can see that katie has become a demon and you're just like holy shit like that sticks with you for so long versus like saw or whatever anyway so we definitely have time for my dad's tale so this this is the fourth one this one is not going to be fun this one is true crime it is a disappearance but resolves in a murder so Mm. So my dad goes, we're just chatting and he's naming things and, and lizards. I was, I was telling him earlier, uh, it started out, he was just like, I don't remember anything. And then I was just like, come on, come on, come on. And then he was like, oh, actually <laughs> you should look up the lion sisters. <gasps> oh, shit. And I was like, oh, yes. And I was like, so that's what this story is going to be. And then it kept, oh, nice. he kept naming other things for me to look up. And then he just, he kind of lost the plot a little bit and he was just naming things that like were famous things <laughs> he, he named a church he named he named saint mary's church and i was just like what is it haunted and he's like no um f scott fitzgerald <laughs> and his wife are buried there and i was like do they haunt it and he was like i don't think so and i was like then i don't care dad no i'm really <laughs> glad you're doing this because uh it's i know bits and pieces of it oh the lion sisters and uh, the lion sisters because it was unsolved for such a long time and then Several years ago, maybe when they reopened the case, a local news reporter had a very limited edition podcast, like a short series podcast about the case. But it was it was only like five or six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so, yeah, it was interesting, too, because he was a local reporter. So, you know, like local, local history. This is what life was like in the 70s and in, in Maryland. That's so interesting that you know about it. All right. Cool. I had never heard of it. So, but not like a not I not it's been a while, so the details are gone. So, uh, the Lyon sisters were Catherine Mary Lyon and Sheila Mary Lyon, who were ten and twelve, respectively. Um, they were the daughters of John Lyon, who was a local radio personality. That doesn't really factor into oh. this, but this is why my dad remembers it. 
Well, I was going to say, yeah, it it really, I think it must have really got into the like the local conscience, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. something everybody's talking about. It was one of the, it was a huge search, lots of media. And since it was back in the 70s, this is kind of, you know, this is not something that happened, like big media pushes and everything like that were not. Right. You no know, Amber The alert. norm at then. Yeah. So on March 25th, 1975, uh, they disappear without a trace. Um, they were walking home from Wheaton Plaza. Uh, like, let's tell everybody where Wheaton is. Wheaton is, I mean, it's a D.C. suburb, but it's kind of a far D.C. suburb. It's towards the end of whatever metro line they are. Um, it's red line, isn't it? Yeah, it's the other end of the red line. Sorry, I was like other trying to end. think. I was I was thinking, of, I was like, that's Shady Grove? Excuse me? So yeah, um, it's, it's close yeah. enough in that it's still on the metro, but it's on the metro line, but it's um, further up. I feel like Good Charlotte's from around there. Where are they from? They always say it. Let's say things. so. I thought they were Bowie. No. 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 Not Gaithersburg. They no. literally say it in one of their songs. Uh, Waldorf. There you go. Um, oh, that's different. Yeah, that that's is different. That's not W, though. Yeah, that's job. The W is why I was I was thinking that. But yeah, if, uh, y'all, if you ever listen to Good Charlotte which I don't think you do because they were of a time. Uh, but if you listen to Good Charlotte, they definitely say Waldorf in one of their songs. They mean Waldorf, Maryland, which is where they're from. So anyway. Not the salad, really? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> is Waldorf salad like mayonnaise and fruit? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. And nuts, I think. I remember like Ugh. not liking it because I would – um, conflate it with ambrosia salad, which is basically marshmallows, oh. and I don't know how it even qualifies as a salad, other than it's basically like hold on, do like make marshmallow fluff and fruit salad. I, I can talk about the definition of the word salad. That could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> like what is and isn't a salad? Does it need to have? Let me read you the ingredients in a classic Waldorf salad. Okay. okay, here's what's in a Waldorf salad. Okay, tart apples. So I guess green apples. Yeah, celery. Great. Walnuts or pecans. Sure. Grapes, lemon juice, sugar, salt, mayo, and whipped cream. <gasps> Sorry, it's the mayo for me. It's the combo of the apples and the celery. Yeah, I'm not a big celery fan. No, but like why why mayo and whipped cream? To make it why sweet. Why either? First of all, why I neither one of those things should be a If you just want to if you just want to have fruit and whipped cream, just have fruit and whipped cream. You don't need to make it a salad. I feel and like this is a very 70s have... thing, just like ambrosia yes. salad is a very 70s thing. But, like, if you just want to have fruit, <laughs> just, just, and tr- I don't know, why do you need to add celery to it? Like, All right. Yeah, celery's gross. I agree to that. So, um. Raw celery. I'm not, a, I'm not into raw celery. So that is a very 70s thing, which I guess plays into this story, because. Okay. So, to go along with this. I definitely remember my mom making Waldorf salad, and I hated it because celery is disgusting. Um, I mean, the sugar kind of cuts the taste of the mayo, and it basically just tastes like nothing. But like, no, no. And then she no. I had a really bad run-in with an ambrosia salad (laughs) when I was a kid that an aunt made it as part of Thanksgiving, and. But, like, typical, like, family Thanksgiving style. She had made it, like, early in the morning. Or the oh, it was just sitting there. It was out. So it was, like, turned kind of 
brown? Like, <laughs> like the fruit does <laughs> Why? you leave it out. What in it is turning brown? You know how, like, the fruit will kind of, when it's supposed oh, to yeah. for a while, like a banana? And also, you, okay, you, you don't and... do well with coconut. It definitely has coconut in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. But then also, I, because it was turning brown, I thought it was chocolate. Mm-mm. <laughs> so it was like, it's like when you think you're biting into a chocolate chip cookie and it's a raisin. <laughs> and I have been firmly against ambrosia salad, quote unquote salad, ever since then. So, lizards, ambrosia salad, if you have not. So the version that I found is from um, mybakingaddiction.com. I Googled it. Um, but her version includes vanilla yogurt, whipped topping, shredded sweetened coconut. So not just shredded coconut, shredded sweetened coconut. And I, I love mean, just... co- basically the innards of an Almond Joy. Canned mandarin oranges, crushed pineapple. Canned. Canned. Crushed pineapple, maraschino cherries pecans and her oh (laughs) the one my mom made did not have fruit flavored marshmallows in it (laughs) why why does such a thing exist but also the pictures the pictures just googling (laughs) i'm on that page you just mentioned but even if you just google image search ambrosia salad it's not good it's not oh it i not only is my stomach turning, but like I feel like I I may vomit life on this podcast <laughs> on on this here very podcast in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Ambrosia salad should not be a thing. Is this also? Is it a um? Is it a southern thing? I'm not sure. My it was a big. My mom loved to make it, and she's definitely not any southern tradition in her cooking okay. at all. So I, I think it might um, just be a seventies thing. Can you see that picture? That one I mean, that looks kind of pink. That looks like pimentos. That looks like pimentos. Oh, there's something else I hate. Okay, so this podcast has turned into a things I hate to eat. And that includes pimento cheese. Y'all, okay. So, okay. I remember okay. I remember okay. I remember as a child okay. when I could eat way sweeter things. My mom would make ambrosia salad and I would fucking love it cuz basically the way she made it was the vanilla yogurt, basically the Fruits you find in fruit cups. So the canned mandarin oranges, the maraschino cherries, the little peaches, the little peach bits, the little pineapple bits, and then um, regular mini marshmallows, not fruit flavor, fruit flavored marshmallows. Okay, I'm sorry. This one recipe I'm looking at is calling for Cool Whip and sour cream. So, in ambrosia salad, that is a false friend. Yeah, that is false. That's like. You, if you want to sneak sour cream into something, sneak it into, like, a chocolate cake where, like, you don't taste okay. it and it makes it creamier. They're saying it is a classic Southern. Also, what is, they said it's close to a Watergate. What the hell's a Watergate I salad? don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, it's know. green. Why is it green? Uh, Watergate salad, also referred to as pistachio delight or shut the gate salad or colloquially as green goop, <laughs> green goddess salad, <laughs> green fluff or green stuff is a side Fish salad or dessert salad? Is it green because it has green jello in it? Pistachio pudding, which I didn't know that was a thing. Canned pineapple, whipped topping, crushed pecans, and marshmallows. Wow. So it just gets the green from the pistachio. Interesting. All right. Mm -mm. I need to find this. So, okay. So my mom made Waldorf salad. She made fucking ambrosia salad. And she also... Okay. I have to explain the origin of this a little bit first. Oh, no. There's a whole NPR story on water. 
skate salad. Oh, I can't. Every, okay. every night. I mean every night. No matter what was going on, we watched Wheel of Fortune as a family. Usually. Family values. <laughs> I think it was like seven, seven. I think seven is Wheel of Fortune and then 7.30 was Jeopardy. I think that's the way it broke down. So like usually we'd be like finishing up dinner. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, we are fucking watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. But we Wheel. Were... Did you just call it the wheel? Wheel. It's wheel. We're just watching wheel. He's a wheel watcher, you know. So <laughs> he loved Vanna White. Cause remember when Vanna White was like a cultural thing? Like, well, she was, like, on covers of things. I mean, I'm not anti-Vanna, yeah. but, like, he loved Vanna. She has a very nice yarn line that they sell at Michael's now. She also had a... Hashtag, this is 40. She also had a recipe that was put into, oh. I think, WAPO. Oh, no. Get ready for this, friend. I couldn't oh, find no. the actual thing. Okay, think about this. 30, <sighs> 32 ounces of plain cottage cheese. A three-ounce packet. Uh, first of all, I don't like cottage cheese, but that's a lot of cottage cheese. But okay. It's like a, you know, a tub. A, a big-ass tub of cottage cheese. A package of Jello, So, like, green or red, whatever flavor you want it to be. An eight-ounce can of crushed pineapple with the juice. And eight ounces of Cool Whip. That's it. That's it. That's the entirety of the recipe. Oh, yeah. And we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> we loved it. Mom's like, I made Vanna. And we'd be like, yeah. I made Vanna. Look, <laughs> your girl has been known to eat the Cool Whip straight from the container ain't, on most occasions. Ain't no, that I've ain't no shame in that whip. game. So I'm imagining it is just a, with the Jello mm-hmm. and the cottage cheese. And it's a Jello powder, so you're not making the jiggles. Right. right. It's just for flavoring. It's a thicker, fruitier version of the Cool Whip. The Whip. The Cool Whip. Ooh, let me have some of that Cool Whip. What'd you say? You can't have a pie without Cool Whip. Cool Whip? Cool Whip, yeah. You mean Cool Whip? Yeah, Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. You're saying it weird. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? What are you talking about? I'm just saying it. Cool Whip. You put Cool Whip on pie. Pie tastes better with Cool Whip. Say Whip. Whip. Now say Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Not gonna lie, I kinda wanna try it. It was delicious. Especially, I mean, if you like pineapple, cause it's I love pineapple. I love pineapple. But we'd always be <laughs> so excited. We would eat it. It was she, we didn't say eat it as dessert. We ate it with dinner because <laughs> it was. <laughs> I could have a side of Vanna with my dinner because <laughs> it was cottage cheese yeah. mostly. <laughs> I mean, there's protein in there. And so basically, you mix all this shit together and then you put it in the fridge so it like firms up. And so basically it's like when you, when you scoop it, it's basically like a, like when you do a dollop of whipped cream, it's like a thwap and then you get like a dollop of it. And we loved that shit. So now that we painted a good picture of the seventies, what with all the ambrosia salad, the Waldorf salad, I am, I still am having a hard time believing (laughs) NPR did a whole (laughs) article on the Watergate salad. This whole discussion has taken longer than all of my other stories combined. Oh, okay. Ooh, so, okay. So, look, these girls. These poor girls are walking have home. Have you seen their pictures? They they were, ad- I remember them being adorable. Yes. Uh, Very 70s. Like, they could have been on the Brady Bunch. So, they are walking home from Wheaton mm-hmm. Plaza, and they vanish without a trace. 
So the timeline goes, it was their Easter break and they wanted to go see the Easter stuff at the mall because it's the 70s and this continued on into the 80s. Their parents were just like, you're 10 and 12. Go ahead. See ya. Yeah. It's about a half mile from their home. So they walked to Wheaton Plaza. I mean, that's not far not for at all. kids that age. Not to at go all. Walk. Like, and literally, I'm I'm not even saying this in a judgmental way because I used to do this shit all the time. Yeah, well, especially a ten year old's like a little borderline. But yeah, if she's with her twelve year old sister, you think, be like, you think they're yeah, together? together? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and you never want to assume that people are the worst, right? So they leave. They leave home at eleven. This is the confirmed police timeline. They leave home at eleven. At 1 p.m., a neighborhood kid sees both of them outside Orange Bowl, which is a pizza place, speaking to an unidentified man. This is the man that they pol- create. They get the little the neighborhood kid to help create a police sketch. So this is that's the unidentified man. At two, the girl's older brother sees them eating pizza at Orange Bowl. So this is not when they disappear, right? Between 2:30 and three. A friend sees them walking down a street near the mall that it was confirmed to be that's the quickest route. They were clearly on their way home. It was on a street. It wasn't a weird street. They weren't going off into nowhere. They were going on a street that was their direct route home. And obviously there's other people around and because the friend saw them. So this is like not a back road. This is a well-traveled Correct. road. In the middle of the day. Right. In the middle of Between the day. Between 2.30 and 3 p.m. And they're never seen again. That's the last confirmed sighting. That is so crazy. A week later. So there's lots of false leads with this story, which is what makes it so, so topsy-turvy. Um, and, you know, um, you know, they launch a huge search. The police are asking everyone for information. A week after their disappearance, a man named Lloyd Welch provides some information to the police. Kind of, But he's providing information that, like, the media provided. Like, you know, the media provides, like, the, oh... There was a guy in a brown coat and a suit who was, and this is what the, the neighborhood kid was saying, right? This guy in a suit, brown suit, had a cassette player, like giving like a demonstration of a new, cas- cas- you know, tape cassette player, who technology. Amazing. Um, and that he had gathered a crowd, including the girls, like that kind of thing. So Lloyd Welch is giving this information. Not, no information that he couldn't have by virtue of watching TV. But the police are following every lead. So they say, okay, come to the police station. We're going to give you a lie detector test. And so he's like, yeah, I'll come and give my statement. Cool, cool, cool. He fucking, cool, cool, cool. He fucking fails the lie detector test. But they just take that to mean he's a fucking crazy. He wants attention. Let me guess. Lloyd was a white man. So they weren't suspicious of him. I'm actually not sure if he's a white dude. I should have to, I should probably should look that's the only. That's the only thing that I can think of of like, oh, were they like, oh, he's got to be harmless, even though he failed this lie detector test and is offering this random information that we already know. He's a white man. He can't, he can't have any ill intent, can he? So, I mean, yeah, I think their thought is like, he's giving us the media already told us, bye crazy, uh-huh. and he's not questioned again. Done. 38 years later, do do a whole ass Katie later. <laughs> and, right. So I think we said 36 earlier. I'm 37. So yeah, about a, a little bit more yeah, than a Katie. Yeah, yeah. Is go- like, so various cold case investigators revisit things throughout the years. Again, that's like there's false leads on several. And I'm not including it here because I'm not doing a huge deep dive. But there's other um, people known for like someone convicted for murder, someone convicted for like child stuff, sure. like in the area. They think it's these people. They can't find any evidence, whatever. So 
so Chris Homrock is another one of these cold case investigators and he uh, he's a sergeant and he's looking through everything and he sees this statement which apparently just literally says liar across the top of it and he reads it <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at Lloyd Welch's photo and then he looks at the police sketch and they match Oh, number one, I want to start just the header on like everything I do. Liar. From now on, liar. <laughs> it just always makes me think of uh, Princess Bride. Liar! Liar! <laughs> I'm not a witch, I'm your wife, you know. Uh, Welch also had a previous, uh, previous prior for child molestation. Oh, come on. Oh. So he, this is in in 2013, in October of 2013, he is serving a sentence in Delaware, I think for the child molestation, I think. Um, And they want to interview him and see what's up. And they think that he's going to say no, but he's like, sure, man. So he talks, (laughs) talks. He has no problem talking. He likes to talk. talk, Talks to them for hours. Even though he's got this little web of lies he's sort of working with, they're like, he keeps like li- doing little pieces. You know when like you trip, like a, a child trips up over their own lies. Like, uh-huh. did you write your name on the wall? You know, and it's like, no, <laughs> of course I didn't. But it's at your height and in your handwriting. So you know, and then they're like, I was, I, I was, I was dead at the time. Like, I, you know, like so he starts giving these little details, and they're like. Hmm? They, you know, they're looking into him more and trying to build more evidence because he's not confessing. He swears he didn't do anything. He's sticking by his story. So in December, they talked to a cousin of his, and the cousin says that he, he helped Welch burn two duffel bags that weighed about 60 pounds and smelled like death. Wow. Didn't ask any questions, just threw them on the fire. Wow. Wow. So he didn't even have to give him $100,000 in a BMW. And a BMW? He didn't, um, I guess he didn't know that was the going rate for uh, helping dispose of bodies. Well, but that's with inflation, so I'm not sure what it would have been <laughs> in 1975. Next February, February 2014, apparently they'd found some sort of statement or found more evidence saying that Welch was now officially a person of interest and that back then he had been seen in the area paying attention to the sisters. Ew! What the hell does that even mean? Oh, Katie, uh, here's a question. You have a lot of cousins. Um, I have some. Your cousin came to you and was like, what's up? And you're like, what's up? And they're, and, and they're like, what you doing today? And you're like, hanging out. You know, not much. No real plans. They're like, so can you help me do something real quick? And you're like, sure. I don't know, maybe. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not going to help you move, so please tell me what it's going right. to be. And they said, well, I have these two duffel bags and I would like your help to burn them. So the immediate question. So let's like role play this out. Yeah. I'm your cousin. You're you. Okay. Go ahead. So. Okay. Hey. uh, So I have these two duffel bags here and you just said that you don't have any other plans this afternoon. I could really use some help. So could you, um, could we meet up so you could help me burn them? Burn them? What's in them? Aren't they plastic? What's wrong with you? Doesn't matter. Call College Hunk. I just, I need help. Just uh, haul them to the dump. Call College Hunk's hauling junk. What's wrong with you? Okay, uh, my car's in the shop. Okay, I will drive them to the dump. Why do they need to be burned? That- oh, so we can put the duffels in your car and you'll drive them to the dump for me? Well, what's in them? 
junk. Junk? Okay. And trash so, junk. Okay, but let's let's role play this out. <laughs> I show up, they okay. smell like death, I open them. Yeah. Do you? I open them. I go, what the fuck is in here? That's gonna smell up my car. Is this like cat poo? Okay. Okay, so let's let's rewind okay. a minute. Okay. Um I'm not your cousin, I'm me. Okay. Ride or die. Okay. Okay. Katie? Yes, I'm in. What are you doing today? Recording a podcast. How about you? Same. There's no double bags. There's no double bags. <laughs> All right. So, uh, in September. Who just is like, yes. Who does that? Who just like, like, yeah, yes. let's go burn shit. No. Ooh. No. Also, gee, that's a weird smell, but I'm not asking questions. They smelled like death? Like, wow, these are heavy. These are the weights of, say, two preteens. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, so. And knowing, like, that your cousin has some weird predilections. Anyway, so, September, <laughs> September 2014. It has been about a year since, because they, in his, their first interview with Welch was October of 2013. So now we're in September of 2014. They go investigating. Um, they're looking at the woods, like kind of around where uh, Welch's parents lived, because he lived in their basement. They find the house and get access to the basement. And I assume, because I watch way too much, like, NCIS and fucking SVU and shit, that they sprayed Lumen all everywhere. And they said it looked like a slaughter in that basement. Tons of traces of blood. Everything like that. So. Oh, from that long ago? That is, I had no idea that it would last that long. So, I mean, I I bet he just went like. You know, like, didn't do... I don't think he went in with bleach. He doesn't seem like a genius of a human. So uh, he was already serving time in Delaware. He's indicted for their murder on uh, July of 2015. Pleads guilty in September of 2017? Really? Did I write that down right? For real? Were were their parents still alive? I believe so. Oh. Well, then I'm glad that they were, you know, maybe able to get... Some closure. Yeah. And Even so. It became a whole Katie later. <laughs> right? And so, so my, like, my dad, when he was saying this, he's like, oh, it's an unsolved mystery. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, no, they solved it. Fair. But, like, he's like, oh, when? And I was like, oh, 2017. He's Relatively like, recently. oh. He's like, that's why I didn't know. Um, mm. So, yeah. So, it is solved. there, And he's, Aww. you know, he has, I think he was sentenced to two 26-year sentences for it. And he was already serving his sentence for other stuff uh in delaware so and he's i think in his 70s or something now i mean he's gonna die in jail which he should i'm kind of honestly considering what he is in jail for i'm kind of surprised he's still with us Mm. but hey he survived this long i hope he has a very long and awful existence agree in prison agree so that was for maryland tales Wow. And a discussion on various 70s salads. <laughs> I mean, at least we didn't we at least we didn't get into like aspics. <laughs> no thank you. No. Uh, thank you. I I was going to title this episode this is now a goatman podcast, but now it's going to be like this Fair. is now a food podcast, like a 70s food podcast. Go- goatman and 70s seven- a goat man and 70 salads. Listen to Katie MMM and MMMM. <laughs> Listen to Katie and MMM. Oh my God. And. Listen to Katie 
and MM. Fake vom for several minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not getting over this Watergate sound. <laughs> what does one find pistachio pudding? What? I mean, is it like a jello pistachio pudding? Like the way that I, ha- I use um, butterscotch pudding for when I make my Christmas rolls? The NPR article starts out saying it's very hard to find. Let me, let's take, let's give it a goog. Let's give it a goog. We may think of salads as leafy and green, but the Watergate salad is only the latter. Yeah, it's just a jello flavor and it's quite green. Pistachio pudding mix, canned pineapple, whipped cream, and chopped nuts. I mean, it is the shade of a shamrock shade. Literally, I mean, this, like, <laughs> give pistachio jello a goog. It's bright green. They said it, it dates back to turn of the century. Okay. I, I just saw a look of disgust on your face. I'm kind of scared about what you're about oh, no, to tell because, me. No, 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 because the NPR article has a little video running of like one of those quick mix. Like a, like a tasty, like like a tasty video from up top. Yes. Yes. Um, and then I was thinking, we talked about it so much. Katie, I, I pledge here and now this week, maybe even tomorrow, nay, even tomorrow, I may go to the store and buy the ingredients and make this just for the gram with a reaction. I love it. But that also means that I want you to go make a, a Vanna. Obviously. I will obviously I will I will make a Vanna ten times over. Although it's probably gross now. Like I just think back oh. on it so fondly. Like we used to just like as a snack, because there'd always be leftover Vanna, just like go get a little scoop of Vanna. What? <laughs> Like, and I, I'm just a little, I'm just, a, I need a little something before bed. I'll go get a, a little scoop of Vanna. Before. And like my dad, <laughs> I love that you just called it Vanna. Literally, my, my mom would go like, I made Vanna. <laughs> you know, you eat a little bit of like a, a Jesus cracker in church. You eat a little bit of Vanna. A Jesus cracker and a Vanna. I bet a Jesus cracker balance out the Vanna pretty nicely. Actually. I mean. I just remember liking it so much, but I'm just like, the textures are weird because you got the chunks of pineapple. Mm-hmm. you got the mm-hmm. curds of the cottage cheese. And I like cottage cheese as a person. Like my dad and I, this is a, definitely a, I was raised, like I'm daddy's girl kind of thing where he would always just have like, he'd go get the whatever tub of cottage cheese we got. He'd put so much black pepper in it. It was gray. And, um. Because it flavored it. Because cottage cheese doesn't taste like anything. But, like, just think of you just make it yeah. so dark. Yeah. And then he'd stir it all up so that if anyone ever wanted any, too bad. It's pre-seasoned for him. And we would just eat super peppery. Like, I don't like the sweet cottage cheese unless it's Havana. But, like, you know how, like, now you can buy cottage cheese that comes with, like, fruit goo that you put in it? I'm like, that's disgusting. No, I didn't know because I, I don't eat <laughs> I'm I'm a savory cheese. cottage Hashtag cheese this is 40, gal. but I don't eat cottage cheese. I don't it's know. It's a good source of protein, etc. Um, it is. I just have a thing. I have a thing. It's, it's like my thing with mayo. It's Texturally, get, it's quite gross. I can't get past it. Yeah. Can't. It's hard. <laughs> So, For me personally, it is a personal issue. I'm working on it. I'm working on myself. I'm putting in the work. I don't think I'm ever. That's. I don't think. It's I think you can live the energy. I think you can live a full life being not okay with mayo. I think that's fine. It's like um, I had a a friend in high school who like was big into psychology, and he like became a psychologist. So good for him. But I remember when he was an undergrad, I mentioned my fear of crickets. And he was, like, very into, like, curing me of this. And he was just like, we should do immersion therapy. We should do all these things. And I was like, no. I was like, Anthony, no. Anthony, 
I can live a full life. Crickets are not stopping me from living a full life. This is not like I'm afraid of doorknobs. This is, I'm afraid of, like, I, I don't encounter crickets in my everyday. I can avoid a cricket and be fine. You know, if I see a cricket, I kill it, I'm fine. It's not like I'm afraid of dogs. And there's so many dogs in Seattle that I would never, I'd be agoraphobic and never go outside, right, right. you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, so Tales of Maryland, Tales specifically of, you know, Maryland from PG County so, down to St. Mary's County. So a very yeah. small section of Maryland, not, you know, like Deep Creek, not uh, Eastern Shore. Well, I enjoyed all the Maryland stories. Thank you. So thank you for that. That was great. All right, lizards, make sure that you uh, check us out on uh, one, one, leave a rating, hopefully a good one. Uh, two. You can find us on social media at Wine Times Pod on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Our personal accounts are at Katie Haas and at True Crime Wine 69. And come pop a bottle with us next week where MM surprises me with a story. Yeah. Or uh, eat some ambrosia salad or don't. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>